Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Oncology. It's Friday the 29th of November and I'm Natalie Harrison. Joining me on the line today is Roberta De Angelis, one of the authors of the fifth instalment of the Eurocare project, that is the European Cancer Registry-based study on survival and care of patients, the widest collaborative research project on cancer survival in Europe. The Eurocare project has been running for 24 years and is no stranger to The Lancet. Eurocare 4 was published in The Lancet Oncology in 2007. The fifth edition, which we will be discussing today, comprises of two articles and allows us to look at the results of treatment in more than 22 million patients with cancer between 1999 and 2007. The results of Eurocare 5 will be discussed by members of the European Parliament Against Cancer, the MAC group, at a hearing at the European Parliament in Brussels on December the 5th, the day the study is published. Firstly, thank you, Roberta, for talking to The Lancet Oncology. This is the fifth instalment of the long-running Eurocare project. Tell us a little about the background of the project. The Eurocare project is monitoring cancer patient survival in Europe since over 20 years. The study started in the 90s with few registries and countries. Then the participation grew up over time and now with 116 registries and 29 European countries represented, the Eurocare is the largest collaborative study in Europe on international cancer survival comparisons. The study is based on data supplied by population-based registries that collect information on all patients residing in a given area. This means that all ages and social classes are represented. So while clinical trials tell us what is the best achievable survival, cancer registry data tell us what is the overall average survival in a given population. So in other words, population-based cancer survival gives a, a global measure of the effectiveness of healthcare system in controlling cancer. The international comparison of cancer survival has revealed large and, some, and sometimes unexpected differences in survival between European populations. These comparative studies, repeated over time, have also shown that survival has improved, although the pace of improvement has varied by cancer type or by region. The Eurocare findings have influenced the organization of cancer care in several European countries, contributing to the design of national cancer plans or to monitoring and assessing their effectiveness. And what is the aim of the Eurocare 5 study? How will the information here update what was shown in Eurocare, which was published six years ago? The Eurocare 5, the last update of the study, aims at monitoring progresses achieved during the first decade of the 2000s. So we analyzed the survival data of cancer patients diagnosed up to 2007 and followed up to the end of 2008 with the objective to measure progresses at the population level and also to understand if survival gaps between countries are narrowing over time. Cancer diagnosis and treatment indeed have undergone major changes in recent decades. Organized screening for breast and cervical cancers and to a lesser extent for colorectal cancer has been uh, widely adopted. Opportunistic screening from prostate cancer has become widespread and also early diagnosis initiatives have been uh, introduced for, for other tumors. There have been also notable advances in diagnostic imaging, in genetic profiling, and in treatments. 
And also the organization of oncological care has been changing with the development of multidisciplinary care and the growing concentration of treatment in, uh, in specialist centers. So these advancements are expected to have an impact on survival also at the population level. What is new uh, with respect to Eurocare 4? Uh, survival estimates are more up-to-date and also more robust and representative because now 50% of the European population is monitored, a proportion that is larger than any of the previous uh, Eurocare studies. The most important additions were from uh, Eastern Europe with seven countries now represented, six of them with uh, a full national coverage. And population coverage also increased for other countries, such as Germany, the Netherlands, uh, Czech Republic, Portugal, or or Italy. Could you briefly describe how you undertook the study? One of the main values of the Eurocare study is that the data are collected with a unique protocol and that data are checked and uh, and analyzed with the same procedures for all countries. This is done to ensure at the highest uh, achievable quality standards that survival estimates are comparable among countries. So the participating registries supplied anonymized records with uh, survival information for cancer patients uh, diagnosed up to 2007 with follow-up to 2008 or later. And we analyzed both uh, adult, adult and childhood cancers, and we considered all invasive primary malignant cancers which means about 45 different types of tumors. We checked data to detect errors and inconsistencies that had to be excluded from the analysis. Overall, there are less than 2% of cases. For the two summary papers on adult and childhood cancers that are published in Lancet Oncology, we did two types of analysis, international survival comparisons by country and survival time trends. Overall, uh, we analyzed a data set that includes more than uh, 10 million cancer cases. And uh, we estimated and compared the five-year relative survival, um, that is the probability to survive cancer five years after diagnosis. This is a standard indicator to compare cancer survival in population-based settings. Briefly, what did your results show when you looked at cancer survival between European regions? Survival at five years from diagnosis varies uh, remarkably by tumor type, ranging from over 80% to less than uh, 50%. The between-country range of variation is also very high, especially for common cancer types with good prognosis, such as colorectal cancers, breast and prostatic cancers, skin melanomas uh, or lymphomas. For these cancers, survival is usually lowest in countries belonging to Eastern Europe, like Bulgaria, Slovakia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and and Poland, while it is highest in Nordic countries, with the exception of Denmark, in Central Europe, Germany, France, Austria, Belgium, Switzerland, and Netherlands, and in some southern European countries like Italy, Portugal, or Spain. Survival in the UK and Ireland is intermediate for, for these good prognosis cancers. I, I mean that survival is rather close to the European average, while it's below the European average for other tumors like stomach, uh, colon, uh, ovary, and kidney cancers. 
For breast and prostate cancer, there are simple survival differences between the UK and Ireland and uh, the rest of Europe and the European average is almost completely due to a lower survival among elderly patients aged uh, 75 years or more. And when you examine survival over time? We found that survival increased uh, steadily in all European regions from 1999 to 2007. We found that the largest increases uh, were for prostatic cancer, for non-algebraic lymphoma and for rectal cancers followed by tumors of the breast, colon, and kidney cancer. Survival improvements for non-Hodgkin lymphoma and for rectal cancer are likely related to improved therapies, including now new effective drugs in combination with chemotherapy and radiotherapy, and improved surgical techniques, but also new adjuvant radiotherapy and better early postoperative care. The survival increases for prostate cancer is instead largely explained by a more intense diagnostic activity due to the widespread diffusion of prostate-specific antigen testing, the so-called PSA testing. Um, this is more likely an increase and only partially an improvement of survival. Indeed, a higher proportion of indolent and less aggressive cancers is diagnosed in countries where PSA is adopted, and this may produce a higher survival without a parallel significant reduction of cancer mortality. Another important finding is that survival increased more steeply in Eastern Europe than elsewhere for some cancers. Uh, namely for prostate, rectum, skin melanoma, and breast. So what happens is that uh, for these cancers, the survival gap uh, of eastern cancers narrowed over time. For the other cancers, uh, survival differences remain stable or even widened, for instance in the case of non-algebraic lymphoma. Lack of access to modern treatment protocols in Eastern European countries may be one reason why the survival gap with the rest of Europe is getting wider for, for lymphomas. And you looked at cancer survival in both adults and children. Were there any differences between the two groups that were particularly striking? The first important difference is, is that the survival probabilities are higher in children compared to adult patients. For instance, a five-year survival for all cancers combined is 78% in children and is uh, 60% or over for all most common tumors. In adult patients, uh, uh, survival is at 80% or above only for a minority of tumors, overall only for about 20% of all cancer patients. The prognosis is also likely much more favorable in children than in adult age for all those cancers that, that occur in both age groups like uh, lymphoid leukemias, uh, Hodgkin disease, uh, and for the tumors of the central nervous system. Another relevant difference is that the survival levels for childhood cancer are much more homogeneous in most Western, Western European countries, and the range of variation is rather small if compared to adult, adult cancers. For instance, there is little survival gap for the UK countries or for Denmark with respect to neighboring countries. Conversely, the survival gap of Eastern European countries is evident also in the data on childhood cancers. 
And what should clinicians and policymakers take away from the results of your study? I think there are at least uh, uh, two main messages. The first is that cancer should be contrasted at any stage and not only from, uh, from the side of, of clinical treatments. Primary prevention, particularly for lung cancer, whose prognosis is rather poor and scarcely improving. Early diagnosis and screening, when evidence-based, like for breast, uh, cervical, and colorectal cancers. And accurate diagnosis are all as important and also often less expensive as the provision of uh, appropriate treatments. The second message is that uh, monitoring progresses and disparities in cancer control at the population level would not be possible without cancer registries. So extending cancer registration in countries where the population is only partially covered, uh, facilitating through appropriate resources and modern legislation the work of cancer registries should have a higher priority in the agenda of health uh, policymakers. It is also important that cancer registries are allowed and supported in, in extending the range of information they collect. For public health research purposes, uh, indeed, is uh, increasingly important that detailed clinical information on stage of diagnosis, staging techniques, treatment protocols, and comorbidities start to be collected also at the population level and not only on selected group of patients as in clinical studies. Thank you again, Roberta De Angelis, for talking to The Lancet Oncology. Thank you for listening to the Lancer Oncology podcast and see you next time.